This is episode 27 of the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast. I am your host, Andre Hughes, and I'm here with my co-host, Antonio Hughes. And I got a couple of gripes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too happy about this week. But how are you doing? How are you doing, bro? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I was just same thing I've been doing, just looking for clients as far as the editing. That's like what I was doing Friday and Saturday. I kind of worked on some guys' clips, sent them back to them, see if they respond. But um that and just kicking it out here i mean we like my roommates and me we've kind of been chilling as far as like going out doing a bunch of stuff just because homecoming is coming up and that whole week is going to be crazy so i mean it's been it's been good out here though been good been good bro how about you that's smooth i've been i've been all right like i said i went to the movies last night and i went to see exorcist i'm not a scary movie guy I think they're kind of bad movies, and I think they're kind of pointless, most of them. But this one was not bad. I'm not going to lie to you. It was all right. I, I was actually pretty surprised at it because I'm not the movie type. Well, I'm not the scary movie type, but I didn't feel like I wasted my money at this one. But yeah, other than that, man, I just kind of been just been chilling, bro. I've been, this weekend, it was a lot of music that dropped, but I just want to say, like, after listening to a lot of it, bro, I'm going to be honest, like, I just didn't care. I feel like a lot of it was very, like some of it was good. There were some solid songs. I'm going to go back to a lot of it. But I just feel like, I don't know. Like last night I was watching, I was on YouTube and I was on Tyler, the creator's page. And I was w- looking at a lot of his older videos. Um, and a lot of his are like movies. I went to it after I seen the Golf of Four ad. So I was like going back to his old stuff. And it brought me to uh, Call Me If You Get Lost. And a lot of those songs, like the visuals that go along with that song, like it's it's art in every in like in every sense of the word. And I just think about the music people are putting out now. It's like they're putting out these long albums that are just really like they don't do a lot for me. You know what I'm saying? Coming off of last week, I just feel like a lot of it is very like I don't know. It's, it's like, do you expect me to sit here and listen to 23 songs straight? That's the question. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I feel like for what the substance is and a lot of the albums, they are too long. Like, I feel like everybody's, it's kind of like the game now is to put out the long albums or to have an A side and a B side. Like, I feel like even we're going to talk about West Side Gun. His album was super long, although it was really good. Like, he said he's yeah. releasing a B side and that's going to be 20 more songs. And it's like, wait, he said a lot. And I feel like, what? <laughs> I didn't know he was releasing another one. When did that come out? I mean, I'm really tapped in with Westside. Like, I'll be on his Instagram a lot because I like his fashion stuff. And he had put it in one of his captions about um, about this album that he already put out. And he was saying, and we got a B-side coming. So, I mean, he always does that, though. Like, Hitler wears her man's eight had an A-side and a B-side. And I like the B-side better than I like the A-side, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess I would rather just name it something else. That's what we need another name. We got mixtape, mm-hmm. we got album. Like it is, people talk about it as being like a long playlist and you're sort of picking out, just call it a playlist or something. You know what I'm saying? A collection of songs or something. I don't know. An album like implies cohesion in my opinion. Like it's one body of work. Whereas like when you get through some of these songs, it's like the top half don't match the bottom half. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're not, like, I go in, into it with the expectation of this is supposed to be one thing. When it's like 22 things. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's get into West Side Gun. Then. Let's start with West Side Gun. Um, project. And then you pray for me. What did you think about this? 
Um, I really liked it. Um, I liked how he switched up his production. Like we had talked about Conductor with Drake like a couple weeks ago, and um, I expected obviously a lot of like Conductor beats, Alchemist beats, but it was really like a switch up. Like I heard some Tay Keith. He had Forever Rolling on here, and I really liked that. Um, and I just think like the whole like rap is dead thing is. It's hard to say that when there's people like this putting out quality rap. I think rap, obviously, we've said it shifted. But I think if you always look at the underground, the underground has stayed consistent with the quality of what they put out and, like, the bars that they have, the bars that they bring every single year. And I feel like if you're still looking at guys like Westside Gun, Benny, Saba, Stove God, like, if you're looking at guys like that, that's where you're going to get your real raps from. But I feel like... It was a really good album, and I liked what I heard from it. I would say standouts for me, at least, were probably the song with ESTG. I really liked that one. And um, there was another verse on here that West Side Gun had that I really liked. But I would say it was a quality rap album, in my opinion. I enjoyed I enjoyed what I heard. I didn't make it all the way through, but I got probably like 11 or 12 songs in, and when I, whenever a new project comes out by an artist, I go check like to older stuff they've done. And I went back to like, I just searched West Side Gun in my Spotify. And I have so many West Side Gun, uh, Stove Guy Cook songs. They, they're they a crazy combo. Like the first song I have by West Side Gun in my Spotify is with Stove Guy Cooks. And I feel like, I don't know, Stove Guy Cooks only appears on uh, West Side Gun songs, which is, I feel like a little concerning if I'm him, if I'm trying to be an artist. But for us, it's great. My favorite song off of that project was, um, I was playing it this morning. Uh, House of Glory, that one's fire. And then um, there was one more. Oh, Kitchen Lights. I liked Kitchen Lights a lot. I don't know. Stove God Cooks is fire to me. But I was definitely surprised by the list of people he got on this project. The beats, some of the beats, I, I'm like, yo, I could do without that. I'm not going to lie. Um, when he gets to like crooning and singing to whatever women he's talking to, I could do without <laughs> that. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a couple of, there's one song on here, bro. I had to skip it. I had to skip it because he was just like, it was too much. Um, I don't even know what it was, but he was singing and I'm like, bro, you can't, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. It's like the, uh, there's, so Joyce Rice is a R&B singer. She has a West Side Gun interlude on her project from like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's the most foul shit I've ever heard in my life. But I'm like, yo, why does everybody <laughs> like this? They love, they love West Side Gun singing over ballads, bro. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it. But other than that, the bars are crazy. The bars are always crazy. I feel like that is something you can expect from him, and you can expect a good project overall. I just do feel like it's kind of long. Yeah, I, I do think it's too long. He does tend to do that, but he always says like with every album he's putting out, he's trying to make an art piece. Like one thing he really prides himself on is being like an artist over just being a musician like he always says that when it comes to fashion when it comes to like even the different little art pieces he actually does like paintings and stuff like that but i i still feel like it was a good project like i would probably say uh fly god 2x and uh the the denzel curry record now that one that really surprised me i did not think denzel was gonna come on there like that but that was probably one of my favorite verses from the album Honestly. Is that on the end? I might not have got to that one yet. 
Yes, yeah, song fifteen. But if you didn't get to the end, you wouldn't have heard it. Cause okay, okay, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna like continue to to finish this album. Um, but I had started this weekend with Bad Bunny. I don't know if you knew Bad Bunny released an album. Did you know this? Yeah, yeah, I did. I I heard a little bit of it. You want me to talk about okay. it, or you want to go okay. first? Uh, I want to jump. I want to jump into this real quick. I will say, this is this is a let. This is not what I wanted from Bad Bunny right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I and it's so funny because I came. I became aware of Bad Bunny after the trap phase because he started off like this. I became aware of him probably around like 2018, which was like that Cardi B record, and then. He did the project with Jay Balvin. That was more melodic and stuff like that. And that's when I became aware of him. I went back and listened to the trap stuff, but I didn't like it as much. And so coming off of his last project, um, his last project, Un Verano Senti, which was very, uh, like the musicality and the production was really dope on that. I didn't, like, I didn't really care for this. Like a lot of the beats were kind of lazy to me. Yeah, I, I felt like... I've never been a big Trap Bunny fan, bro. Like, honestly, like, some of his Trap stuff just isn't for me. Um, I do feel like he had quality. Obviously, I think the other thing is, like, the language gap. Like, I feel like if we were hearing this in English, he was probably spitting for real. But it's, like, a lot of what carries, I guess, Americans who don't speak Spanish into that type of music is the beats, the musicality, how it sounds, like, how it makes you move. And this album just wasn't like that. Like, I feel like if you weren't looking for almost... Like I said, Trap Bunny, like, you wouldn't like it. And I feel like I even heard a lot of those, like, those little, like, Uzi beats, like, the little ha, 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 like, those type of beats. Like, there was a couple of those, and I was kind of turned off by that. But I don't know. I feel like maybe he was just trying something. And I always, the one last thing I want to say is, like, I'm always so surprised about how influenced he is by rap. Like, I feel like I, I see it all the time in a lot of the songs that he makes. Like you'll hear little rap melodies, or you'll hear different older stuff, and I don't know. Just wasn't for me though, personally. I yeah, I hear it. that's a good point though, because that's like saying I guess if you're talking about like like give me a like a trap rapper who who give me an American trap rapper. Offset. <laughs> Go there. Okay, I feel like Offset, Offset early in his um, career. Okay, let's say that. But how do you get? <laughs> I didn't say. Anything. Yeah, you paused it. I paused at the same time. It's okay. It's okay. But um, so if you say Offset, like how many people in another country would enjoy Offset, like for just rapping? Because I, I 100% get that. Like I'm thinking about. If I don't understand what he's saying, if there's no melody and the beats aren't crazy, then I'm sort of lost. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm going to keep listening to this. I'm going to keep listening to this. I'm, I, there was one song on here that I did really like, which was uh, Mr. Oct- Mr. October. I like that one. And then uh, Fina was okay. Um, young Miko, I didn't know who this was before this album, and I went and I checked some of her songs out. She's really fire. She's probably gonna have the song I'm gonna recommend at the end. But that's really all I wanted to talk about in terms of new music. Um, I think that album was mad long too. I didn't get all the way to the end. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, 
if you have listened to any like like UK garage what do you mean what is what is UK garage you might have to it maybe if you told me what it okay. was I would understand what you're talking about UK UK garage is like is like you probably have it it's like house it's like a house music and electronic dance music from the mm. UK but they but it was a lot of like black artists over there doing it it was and i've been listening to that all week i just wanted to i wanted to tell you about that and give you some records so you can go check it out because like i said a lot of the music has been kind of like uninteresting to me so i've been going like real eclectic i've been going down these rabbit holes of like house music and electric music and like uk jungle and stuff like that and i want to start bringing more of it to here but i'm going to just start giving you like some just some stuff to check out. I just want to know what you think about it when you get a chance. But um, I'm just going to, I'll probably just send you these records afterwards, but I'm going to save them in here so other people can go check them out. Uh, Gabriel, The Live Garage Remix by Roy Davis Jr. And then I sent you this one earlier in the week. It's called Envy. They don't know, mm-hmm. what's it called? They don't know something. I don't know, by So Solid Crew. But I thought that one was interesting because they like really, it's so crazy because this is sort of where uh, Grime birthed out of. I should have mentioned that too. So mm-hmm. Grime was birthed out of this sound. And so like, you can hear this, the speed and the tempo, but sometimes they're like rapping on these records, which is crazy. Like, I don't know how somebody would rap at that BPM when I'm thinking about what we listen to here. But yeah, UK Garage, I think that's something I'm going to start talking about more. I went down a boiler room, like the boiler room sets. I went down that rabbit hole on like Friday. I was sitting here watching some of those DJ sets. And I just think their idea is going to be a big one in the next few years. Like, I feel like you're going to be able to take DJs on tour more. So like you're going to be able to have those like party type of things in different cities. I feel like that's a really interesting business model to be able to sit there and take a concert to different places, get DJs from those places. Cause even like I saw one in India and there was this Indian DJ going crazy over some, some beat, some beat, it was some beat from their type of music. But that I saw people in, obviously they did a, they did a collab with Nike in Paris. Like I think their business model is crazy. I think that's going to be definitely one of those things. I think the idea is interesting and it's something I've thought about too. Like, Trying to find DJs, because that's the thing, trying to find DJs out here that play the music for the parties I want to do, right? It's like, I've never DJed mm-hmm. before. I have good music taste, but I'm also like trying to find the DJs that I like. And I went and checked their their website, but they don't charge anybody to get into the parties that they that they have. Mm. They're all free. They they live off brand partnerships and the content because they, they own the content. They put it on the YouTube page. They put it on their socials and stuff like that. So... It is definitely an interesting way of doing things. And they do definitely get people with notoriety on there, which sort of helps cross promote. But I agree with you. I think that's something that more people should look into doing. I think that's something we should look into. You know what I'm saying? But it's hard. It's like it's that thing of like it's always the chicken and the egg. Like, how do you get started yeah. with that if you don't have the, the the money and all that stuff? But yeah, I'm definitely if I can get to a boiler room set, I'm gonna try and go. Kenny Beast did one that looked dope. And he he uh did you see they like stomped through the stage at his? I didn't see that. What? That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they they were uh, there were some people on the stage with him, and they put a hole in the stage, so they had to like put up like cones and like a caution thing in the middle of the set. Like he stopped for a bit, but then he kept going. It was kind of nice. 
Oh. Okay. Um, other than that, bro, there was literally the only other topic I saw that were interesting to me in terms of music business. One was um, El Alpha signed a, a eight figure deal with a company called Sound Whoa. Exchange, I think, or Sound On. Yeah, I know. I that was interesting to me because I didn't know it was like that. I didn't know it was like that for him. Um, the company is called Sound Royalties. My bad. Um, and I just wanted to read one paragraph out of it because I thought that um, the business model that the company is working on is interesting. Here it is. Um, okay. Sound Royalties business model isn't predicted on projections of revenue, but rather based on what an artist has already generated. The company gives creatives an advance uh, and sets a set fee to be paid back in addition to the original advance. That set fee says Heitch does not change. There is no penalty. We do not take copyright or ownership. Um, and people thought it was too good to be true until they realized it is true. It's now a good business model. Um, so basically, they just, it's like a loan type of situation. They just take all the revenue models, I mean, all the revenue streams that an artist has, they sort of total them up and see what it's been doing over a period of time. And they give them an advance with a fee on top of that. Um, as like a set rate and they don't take any ownership, which I thought was pretty cool because uh, El Alpha has been independent this whole time and he's obviously been making waves. And I thought that's pretty cool that he's able to get that much money leveraged off of what he's already making. And I think this is going to be a path forward for more artists in the future, which I think it's just gonna, the thing, with, and I think I need to tie this together for people listening at home, like why I talk about these things. I feel like when artists get more independence and more freedom from, uh, like the financial restrictions of what they're doing, I feel like the art is better. And I feel like the music is better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people, some people don't, I don't I ever say that on here. I just sort of talk about these interesting business things I think about. But I think the more autonomy you can give an artist to just go out there and do what they want to do, the better the music is. So I feel like both sides play a factor in like what we get every Friday. Yeah, I, I do feel like like once you have less of that financial burden on you, you can just focus on art. But there, bro, there's nothing like an artist who sounds like you can hear that they're rapping like the Rennes do. They over there singing like the Rennes do, bro. Like the real hunger of it. I feel like that's one thing you do get out of artists who are struggling, who are still on the come up that you're not going to get from a guy like Drake. Like that was one thing they was talking about with him. It doesn't sound like he has as much like hunger when it comes to rap versus if you go listen to 6 p.m. in New York, it sounded like his rent was due the next day, bro. Like it's just crazy. But I, th I think I think this will be yeah. real good for artists, honestly. Yeah, um, I'll, his project is supposed to drop in four days, and he's going on tour. Um, a lot of the I will say a lot of the Latin artists come to Orlando, so mm -hmm. if he's in Orlando, I'm going to try and get out there and see it because it's not far from where I'm at. Um, but Kanye West is shopping around distributors. For his new collaboration album with Ty Dolla Sign. Um, they said, so I'm going to read some of this. Uh, Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign are shopping for a partner to distribute their forthcoming collaborative album. Um, West will make a decision soon, and they're, for, they're considering five different offers right now. The album release was supposed to be planned for Friday, but they pushed it back. Uh, that is what you call it. That is like typical yay. But I saw that he was supposed to do an album listening party at this venue that had 20,000, no, it was 80,000 people in Europe 
And so I don't know what he's got planned, but what do you think about this album? Are you excited for it? Um, what have you heard about it that maybe I haven't heard? Um, I really haven't heard much about it, which kind of scares me, I guess, because usually with the Kanye release, we get like a lot of like stuff around it and you're getting all these different, you're getting the crazy Kanye tweets and you're getting the different ways he rolls out. But I feel like I haven't heard much about it. And I feel like I'm still excited to hear what it's going to sound like because like Kanye's last album, I did mess with that. I feel like sonically it sounded really good. Like as opposed to obviously like the um, Jesus is King, that was more of like a gospel album, but like the, his most recent one I did like. So I kind of want to see what it's going to sound like. But him and Ty Dolla Sign, that's kind of like a weird, weird mix. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's not going to work, but I just feel like it's a weird, like for an entire album, like it's just kind of different. Like I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I'll, I'll say like, I went to the, I went to the show for uh, Donda with Josh. Mm-hmm. And yo, shout out Josh for making me not be able to hear the album, bro. You're the goat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the box for $150 to not hear the projects. You're you're amazing, bro. I'm just playing. But yeah, bro, like I went in there and I could barely hear the project. I had to go home and listen to it. Cause it was just like like think about being in a glass box with a little hole mm-hmm. and you're about four hundred feet away from where the dude's performing. And it was it was not it was not the best listening experience. It was more of like a mix and mingle with people who were 15 years older than me. And I was like, this is like, this is... <laughs> And then it took an hour and a half to get, it took me, bro, that was not a good day. That was not a good day, bro. Bro, it was at Soldier Field. It took me, I now granted, I live 15 minutes from Soldier Field at the time. I live probably 15 minutes driving on the expressway. Bro, why did it take me two hours to get in there and park? Why the fuck did it take me two hours? Like, I remember the traffic, the traffic from four, from three miles away, it took me like an hour. Like, I remember everybody was trying to get in that night. And then I got there and didn't even really get to hear the project. Never mind. Never mind. I would have been blue. But, <laughs> I would have been blue. Yeah. The... I will say off this, I put on um, on the notes, new, we're not going to get the new body song I want. I don't know if you heard new body before. It got leaked mad long ago. It was Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, and Ty Dolla Sign. And I had the, I had some, I had somebody's faked stream version on Spotify. Like they just put it under a new name, but it was new body. And I think Nicki's not going to be on it because of what he said about Nicki Minaj like two weeks ago. I don't think he should clear that. So whatever new version we get, I think it's going to be decent. But her verse was, it was about, bro, it was so dope the way this, I got to find it and send it to you, bro. But like the way that Kanye and Nicki were going back and forth, they were talking about Nicki's new body. And so like, like you ain't, what was the bar? I was like, you ain't fuck Nicki, you fucked the old body. It was cold. It was so cold. But I was like, we're not going to get that. That's the only thing I really have to say about this project. I just want the new body song, originally how it was. Um, but yeah. Why did what did he say about Nikki? I didn't hear what he said about Nikki. And then we could wrap it up. Yeah, I he said there was a video that got leaked where he was talking about Cardi B. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Cardi B. Did you see that? I think was it that one with him and with the blonde hair. 
Was he blonde in that video? Because there was there was one that I think no, you good. Yeah, because there was one from like I think it was supposed to be in the it's the genius doc. I think it was supposed to be in that, but it got cut, and it looked like old yeah. So I mean, it was definitely like an older clip, but yeah, they I don't know I don't I feel like because the way that the way the. I feel like Nikki would be petty enough to not put it on there. And there were leaks of the, like, Ty Dolla Sign was playing it in the club. And so people were posting that video. And I ain't hear Nikki on it. I ain't hear Nikki mm. on it. So let me see if I find it. The video might be down. Oh, yeah, they took it down. They took it down. I'm going to find the old version of it. But yeah, I think, yeah, let's, okay. Okay. Let's rap. So what song do you have for the people today? Do you have anything you want um, to share with the people? I do. Um, I was in between the West Side Gun Project and, you know, I was listening to the Offset Project. We didn't talk about that, but that, um, and I heard this song by Tiny. Oh my God. So it's called Camillo. It's with him, Jay Balvin, Young Miko, Joel, and some guy named Randy. Um, but I really liked it because it was like a it was like a different bop at first. It was kind of like the Spanish EDM thing. Like I had like an up tempo beat, and then like halfway through, ooh, it got dirty, bro. Like that, that song was crazy, bro. But I would definitely say go listen to that, Comio by Tiny. So go check that out. Yo, I think Young Miko might be artist of the week, bro. Young Miko might be artist of the week because I saw that he put that out. Tiny is one of my favorite producers, one of my five favorite producers, period. He'll, he's good for a beat switch, bro. He is good for a beat switch. He's going to give you one to two every song. But um, my song this week also has Young Miko on it. It's Chulo Part 2 by Bad Gal, Young Miko, and uh, Tokisha. That song came out a little while ago. That song is fire. But Young Miko, we're going we gonna to talk about Young Miko in the next couple of weeks. I don't know anything about you, but I know you... You've been making waves, I guess. Shout out to you. All right, man. What you got planned for this week? What you got planned for this week? Um, Still job hunting. Still looking for clients. Um, I think there's going to be like a three-on-three tournament this week for money for one of my uh, my roommate, Javon. He's in this thing called PBM, and they're doing like a whole like week for their chapter of PBM. And I think there's a three-on-three tournament, so I might be in that. But, you know, it's kind of... Same shit, different day out here, bro. Just working on school and getting shit done. Um, I read a. I'm gonna. That's dope. Playing it, yo. Let me know how three on three tournament goes, cause I just, yo, Doug just hit me back and asked me to be his assistant coach again. This is the second time. It's the second time, and I'm just like, yo, I be, and I can't do it. Obviously, it's in Illinois. But I'll be sitting there like, yo, like, could, I can go, I can just say fuck all this and go coach. I can just say fuck all this and go coach. I was going to say, this is the last thing I wanted to say, but uh, I read a tweet earlier today and it was basically saying like 99, 99% of this shit you do doesn't matter. And I, and I took it a couple ways. Like one, you shouldn't stress over most shit because it doesn't matter. And two, you have to figure out what that one percent is, and just focus on that one percent, and you can move. And once you move, are able to move the needle, then the other ninety nine, you can kind of do whatever the fuck. But I think that's for me. That's what I've been thinking about is like how I can move the needle more. Because like a lot of I've, even the show, 
the show, this, like trying to build Romeware and all that stuff. It's like, we're doing a lot of stuff that's nice, but what's going to move the needle? That's what I try to think about every day. But yeah, that's, that's how, that's how I wanted to rap. I just wanted to rap with that. Okay. okay. I like that though. I like that. We'll see y'all next week. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week.